I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, that seems okay to me. Okay. Hello. I'm going to start in a different register. Okay. Hello and welcome to episode three of What's in a Name, a podcast about the etymology of words, uh, which we have wrapped in the tenuous conceit that we're specifically intrigued by nomenclature. Uh, my name is James. And I'm Anna. And today we are going to talk about herbs. Uh, not the herb, I should stress, because we are good boys and girls here. <laughs> we certainly are. Very respectable. <laughs> Don't laugh at that, I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... Because I'm a total plant nerd, I wanted to go with something plant-related, but that's a very, very broad school. So um, I picked this one so that we could hone in a little bit and do a bit of digging. We'd had just plants on our list, and you have immediately uh, gone into that and said, no, no, we're not doing just one episode of plants. Let's break down plants by every type. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping it wouldn't be obvious. (laughs) But yes, absolutely. There will be a succulents and a cacti episode coming out. You can't stop me. Regrettably, you cannot be stopped. <laughs> um, so first, one of the things I had to do to start this episode was learn what a herb was. So I'm going to define it now so that we're all on a level playing field. I mean, do you know what a herb is? I mean, I thought I did. <laughs> then I started doing research for this. <laughs> I always know so much less than I think. <laughs> That's the point of the podcast. Exactly. We're filling in some of those gaps. And, you know, every time you go a layer down, there's always more to discover. Yeah, and it turns out a herb is a plant-based ingredient that is not part of the main dish. So spinach, not a herb, because you can eat spinach in its own right, but oregano that's a herb because you can't just eat piles of oregano apparently one shouldn't one shouldn't exactly i'm not sure how that's different to spices i did read something about that i think it said that the herbs were the leaves of the plant and usually if it was the seed pods or something like that that would be the spices (laughs) i mean that sounds like it makes sense so let's not interrogate it any further it's plausible right yeah absolutely Okay, so since I have started with the most talking, I'm going to let you go first. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, Right, let's see which is the most interesting one. I really like what I found out about rosemary. Me too. Go on. (laughs) Yeah, so I found out that um, it comes from ros, which is dew, and marinus, meaning of the sea. Um, Sort of marine is the root of that. Um, it's, and in Middle English, it became known as rosmarine, just a kind of smushing together of those two words. But because Middle English quite liked its own style of things, it got conflated with the names Rose and Mary, and we just smushed those together. So instead of meaning dew of the sea, it means Rose and Mary now, I guess. (laughs) I really like that because... Like, for a start, Dew of the Sea is really poetic. Do you know why it's called Dew of the Sea? I don't, actually. Ah, so I found out this. This might be sort of legend, but let's assume it to be true. The story goes that the plant was draped around the neck of Aphrodite when she rose from the sea. Oh, oh, how lovely. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's beautiful. I'm sure also completely canonical and definitely happened. (laughs) So my problem with Rosemary, right, is that... It does not deserve such a poetic name because it is garbage. (laughs) I do not agree with putting rosemary in food. 
Not even on potatoes. Especially not on potatoes. The thing about rosemary, right, is that it is essentially big sort of spikes. And when you bite <laughs> into them, they skewer your mouth and you're like, oh, it tastes wonderful, the blood. <laughs> no, but that's part of, in my view, that's part of Christmas. You've got the pine needles from the trees. You've got the spikes of rosemary on the potatoes. It's a very sharp holiday. <laughs> you got holly on the door yeah fair enough okay i'm convinced <laughs> um okay so i'm gonna move us on mm-hmm. away from my least favorite herb <laughs> go for it i think i'm gonna go with parsley what do you know about parsley i know that there's a very friendly lion called parsley <laughs> which makes sense if you watched tv in the late 70s early 80s yeah, i guess and i did and were a child <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, there was a there was a TV show called The Herbs, and it featured a friendly line called Parsley. I have also done a little bit of looking into the name, and I think it's ridiculous. So go ahead. <laughs> so Parsley comes from uh, the old French uh, Parasil? Parasil? Parasy? I'm, I'm bad at French accents. Um, the Latin root of it is Petrosilinum, uh, which comes from the ancient Greek version of the word, which is a uh, sort of conjunction of the word petros meaning rock or stone and selenon meaning celery so it is stone celery but that's because it used to grow out of uh, rocks and walls okay i like that a lot more than what i found out (laughs) what did you find out i must have read some subpar sources because they told me that petro of course is rock and selenon is parsley (laughs) <laughs> so parsley's original name was rock parsley and that made me cross <laughs> it was recursive it was recursive which I'm, i don't stand for so thank you for bringing celery into the mix i'm happy now um and so obviously that shares roots with some other words uh like petrify which means to become rock mm-hmm. and that's the origin of the name peter exactly yeah see i know upwards of two things <laughs> that's awesome thank you very much and just just to cap that parsley story off, one of the sort of alternative names for parsley um, is bastard stone. <laughs> I thought that was quite funny. How come? How come? Just that's wild. Yeah, I love it. Just from a sort of translation. I do like that they've got alternative names sometimes. Yeah, as as we will discover later on, I'm a big fan of like old English names for. Uh, it tends to be plants where they're like, oh, you know, hogswort or whatever. Like, I love that stuff, but we'll get to it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> can I can I take oregano? You can take oregano because I didn't look it up. Fantastic. Okay. So, um, oregano is from the Greek oreganum, which is combined of oros and ganos, which is mountain and brightness. Again, my pronunciation might be all over the shop. You should be used to that by now. Um, but it means mountain brightness, which is absolutely beautiful. <laughs> now, my focus on this was less on how the word originated and more on how it's changed in modern uh, societies. Because you might be aware. Brits pronounce it oregano, Americans pronounce it oregano. Yep. They pr- place the emphasis on a different syllable, and that has always driven me crazy, but never enough to actually work out why. So that's what I've been looking into. I'm I'm genuinely on tenterhooks here. <laughs> so, in um, America, the word came to them via Spanish, and in Spanish there is an accent over the E, which means emphasis is placed on that syllable, thus oregano. In Italian, however, it is pronounced oregano because the emphasis when a word ends with a vowel um, is usually placed on the penultimate syllable. Ah. Uh, So, oregano. 
As for what the rules are in Latin, I'm less familiar. I did go that deep, but um, found less um, convincing information, and I'm always on less familiar ground with Latin, but I believe that's why. I think it came to us through Italian and the Americans through Spanish. So what we're saying is we can safely lord it over the Americans here. I think so. Um, I <laughs> got that information from my... From my, she's asked me to credit her as my very hot friend Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> she's half Italian. She lived in Italy for years, and I went to visit her out there. So I knew I was on safe ground asking her. So not only did she confirm that it's pronounced oregano in Italian, she also confirmed that it really annoys her when Americans pronounce it. So <laughs> thank you, Ellie. You absolutely have my back on that yeah. one. You told me what I wanted to hear. I like it. I mean, one of the, so one of the things that I couldn't stop thinking about during this episode, and now wish I had looked up is the way Americans pronounce the word herb. So are you familiar yes. with that, yeah? They they don't say herb, they say herb. Like they drop the hard they H. They do say herb, and I don't know why. And don't they say like basil as well? They do say basil. I didn't look that up either. Oh man, there's still so much to learn about our friends over the pond. <laughs> why they do the strange things they do. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's homework for next episode to, to try and figure out... <laughs> what is going on in american pronunciations i always assumed it was um something to do with the french because french is an unstressed language therefore if a word comes to us via french we can place the emphasis kind of wherever we feel like it naturally goes i think that's why they say bernard and we say bernard i mean that sounds extremely smart and convincing so i'm willing to believe you well that's why i assumed it was true and then i did some actual research and it turned out i was very wrong which is annoying <laughs> but still at least i'm pronouncing it right <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to move quickly on to my next one now, because what we've done here is set up a perfect segue, because my next uh, herb is American in origin. Ooh. It is the herb, and you might you might be surprised to learn that it's even a herb, the herb of vanilla. So vanilla um, is a plant that is native uh, to South America and has, you know, since been cultivated around the world on account of its extremely good taste. And it annoys me when people use the word vanilla as a synonym for, like, boring or uninteresting. Because good vanilla is beyond comparison. And vanilla is so difficult to cultivate. If you understood how hard it was to get vanilla, you would not disparage it in the way that people do. And it's the, uh, it's the, isn't it the pods we use it in vanilla? It is the pods. The etymology of vanilla is that it comes from uh, a Spanish word, which is vanilla meaning pod mm -hmm. that word is a diminutive of vania which means sheath slash pod do you know where where vania comes from vania meaning sheath or pod is it vagina it is vagina <laughs> amazing because i knew vagina means sheath that's incredible but the root word of vanilla is vagina oh no <laughs> oh no it gets better <laughs> the story does not stop here Hey, go for it. The vanilla pods grow um, from a type of orchid. Do you know what orchis means in Greek? Oh, testicles. It does mean testicles. <laughs> yeah. Why am I so familiar with the naughty ones? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like you've really revealed something about yourself. <laughs> Probably. And that means vanilla is the testicles vagina plant. <laughs> So I want I want people to stop immediately using the word vanilla <laughs> to mean boring, plain, because that is as sexy a plant as you will get. Valid. I'm fully in favour of this. What a wonderful thing to discover. I, I can keep going as well because the the words um in old English 
for uh, orchids used to be balakwort. <laughs> okay. Which is from the Old English bolacas, which I think <laughs> you will be familiar with. Doesn't doesn't ring a bell. The same root as the word bollocks. I mm, I haven't heard that word. I don't know that one. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I gotta salvage some decency here. <laughs> yeah, that that definitely sounds like bollocks to me. Oh no! <laughs> Arrest our podcast. We got too horny in the herbs episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh. So just just to drag us back into safer <laughs> climates, um, the thing I really like about um, South America, therefore, is that they cultivated vanilla, they cultivated chocolate, and they made it as drinks. Basically, their entire culture is oh, why wow. we have milkshakes. And I'm a big fan of milkshakes. Yeah, very in favour of that. So thanks thanks to South America for that. And of course, you know, I don't know if I've ever, ever explained this to you, but milkshakes are a vegetable. <laughs> obviously you've got um cocoa if it's chocolate you've got um sugar which is from a cane and milk um is basically recycled gr- grass so super healthy <laughs> love that i am i mean i am in favor of milkshakes and it's specifically in favor of <laughs> treating them as you know part of any well-rounded meal so i'm there <laughs> and what is what Great. is vanilla if not a vegetable right I mean, it's a herb. Exactly. So. I mean, it's a herb. But herbs are vegetative. Therefore healthy. Herba, for example, is from the Latin via French, meaning basically plants. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> basically no complaints plants. on that front. Basically plants <laughs> is what it means. It just means like green growing things. Green growing things. Gotcha. Have you got another one? Hopefully a less rude one. I do. Um, I've got sage. Okay, go on. Now, sage is from the Latin salvus which means safe. Mm -hmm. As in salvation. As in salvage, absolutely. Um, And that became used for salvia, which was a healing plant. As in salve, gotcha. Salve, yes. Well, you're doing really well at this. I I honestly hadn't thought (laughs) those. And it came to us through French, which was sauge. sauge. I honestly don't know how that's pronounced. Um, It came to us as sage. And obviously we still do have a plant called salvia. Um... And we've got all those other words as well that stem from it. So I just liked the applications of that because sage has come to mean wisdom as well. And any word that spreads its roots that far, I'm quite fond of because you see it crop up in unexpected places, which is lovely. Yeah, that's really cool. So obviously there are tons of herbs. Um, I'm going to just check out a couple of short ones here that I don't necessarily have full roots for, but I enjoyed the names of. Um, Mm -hmm. So the Latin name for nutmeg is Myristica fragrans which uh, comes, it's a Latin term, but it comes from ancient Greek uh, maristikos, which means fragrant, and uh, muron, which means sweet oil or perfume. So nutmeg, nutmeg's name in Latin means uh, sweet oiled and fragrant. Oh, that's lovely. And very appropriate. I love things that smell of nutmeg. Very briefly, I want to say that Americans aren't wrong for calling coriander cilantro. It just came to them through a different route. So again, it's the Spanish. Um, we had it from the Greek corianan, and that became coliandrum. And through the Spanish, that became cilantro. So um, yeah, again, different paths for the same word result in completely different experiences of that word. And I think that's really interesting. I am, in fairness, I'm not in favour of a culture war against American English because they have a lot more on the planet than we do. So if you want to, if you want to call trousers pants, go for it. Mm, yeah, yeah. I'll be honest, faucet is a lovely word. 
I don't have any problem with sidewalk. It's very descriptive. Big fan of what they're doing. <laughs> um, so just quickly, my last one, Basil, as we have mentioned already. Mm. Um, that has always been called Basil. It comes from an ancient Greek word meaning king, and it shares roots with basilica, which was um, originally a gateway to a palace, and basilisk, which was uh, a sort of mythical beast. No one knows why basil, the plant, has anything to do with kings. There are some, there's some speculation that maybe it was used as like, as part of like cleansing rituals for, for monarchs at the, in the Greek uh, nations. Mm-hmm. But really, the connection has been lost to history. It's just we know it existed um, because of these sort of nascent connections. Okay, man, that's really cool. Yeah, I think I'd heard somewhere that Basil was related to kings, but never given much thought to it. That's It didn't even occur to me yeah. to connect it to Basilisk. <laughs> I mean, why would it? Exactly, exactly. I mean, I, I don't see it, but I don't, I don't hate it. <laughs> I think it's very cool. Um, I have a very, very, very brief one, which we can completely edit out if it flops. Uh, but time, okay. The reason I didn't want to talk about time is because I don't know how to pronounce the Greek word. <laughs> But it's T-H-U-E-I-N, so maybe it's Thuain? <laughs> I really don't know. Um, <laughs> Good try. But thanks. <laughs> but it, you really had the confidence behind I'll it. I'll ask an ancient Greek, it'll be great. Um, but we uh, that means burn or sacrifice. Oh, so that just seems like quite a badass meaning for quite a humble herb. Ah, so I looked up time and I couldn't figure it out. So I'm glad that you found the meaning. Time's my favourite herb. Yeah, I didn't find an explanation is the hard part. But yes, I did find the meaning. That's enough for me. Um, and I'm glad that we covered... Uh, I'm glad we covered Parsley, Sage, Rosemary and Thyme because now we've got a full Scarborough Fair. We have! <laughs> yeah! I did look into the meaning of the lyrics as well because I'd read somewhere that that was an abortive fashion at the time, but I don't think that's true. <laughs> so that brings us on to our second section of the podcast. And this time it is a new section because since we... Um, released episode one uh, we've had lots of feedback and we've had some discussions with our listeners and so anna is going to explain what this section is and why we have chosen to include it yeah so we're going with um what we've learned since last time is what we're calling it my first thought was corrections but to be honest i don't like the idea of we're wrong and then we're right that seems like it's not really the path of learning as i've experienced it i feel like we keep uncovering new layers every time so i'm i'm not going to state anything as though it's the definitive truth i'm just going to expect to keep learning new things about it all the time so my understanding of something has been enhanced and i want to share that with you um i'm lucky enough to know someone called it's danny saw on twitter danny she has helped me out with the german pronunciations in the last episode because to be fair i did a pretty bad job of it (laughs) Um, but that's cool that's like that's an opportunity to learn something new and now i get to show that off to you so in in fairness um, she did say to us that we had a very good stab for non-native german speakers barely competent german speakers (laughs) that's because she has a good and pure heart james (laughs) Um, but she also, she really helpfully helped explain some stuff about the German language so that I can say these things and hopefully not totally embarrass myself. So let's start with Schadenfreude. Um, she pointed out that there's a schwa at the end there on the E rather than just Schadenfreude, which is what I was saying before. Um, so it's Schadenfreude. 
and um, apparently the proper pronunciation would be Schadenfreude, with a bit more emphasis on the N, but that's kind of sat on in natural speech, which I really like. Um, so I can say that and sound, if not like a native, at least like someone who's heard it said aloud. <laughs> so thank you so much for that, Danny. Um, she's also told me that um, it's Fremdschämen. Fremdschämen. I said Fremdschämen. Apparently it's some... Um, in the proper pronunciation, it would be French shaman. But again, in natural speech, that's become shaman because that's just more comfortable to say. So that's really cool. And the third one was Zensucht. I think I'm getting that right. Zensucht. Honestly, I should have played her audio clips a few more times to really bet it in. But yeah, that's the third one. So thank you so much, Danny, for bringing that to my attention. I am going to check in with you before saying stuff out loud next time. That's good. We don't have to feel embarrassed that we got things slightly less correct than they could have been. We're all we're all on a learning journey. Yes. So that is what I have learned since last time. And if you think we've got anything wrong in this or any previous episodes... Um, please check that we've corrected ourselves before you <laughs> tell us we're wrong because we can't handle being told we're wrong that often. We're both very fragile. No, no, we're very delicate flowers. Yeah, Delicate flowers is a different episode. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on to our final section of the podcast, which we have done twice before, but we are now calling Any Other Names. Yes, I love it. And so in this section, we make up names for the topic we are covering in an attempt to sort of rationalise the extremely unwieldy English language. Um, so this week, we are making up names for herbs. We certainly are. Who wants to go first? Anna, you go first. Okay, happy to. Um, the first one I wanted to rename was Parsley. Now, initially, this was because I was annoyed by the recursive etymology. You've changed that for me, so I'm grateful. But I still think we can do better. <laughs> I still think Parsley sounds kind of gutless, and I want something a bit stronger, with a bit more force to it, because... Its scientific name is Petrosolinum crispum, which is baller. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, So from the uh, tradition of ancient Greek and ancient Latin words, where they'd often sort of become merged portmanteaued over time, I think Petrosolinum crispum should become petrol crisps. (laughs) I can see that creating no confusion. I see that creating no problems whatsoever. I think everyone will instinctively understand what you mean if you say you need to use some petrol crisps in a recipe. Petro crisps, yeah. <laughs> right? Surely. I mean, I've got a pot of parsley growing on my um, kitchen windowsill right now, uh-huh. and petrol crisps. Yeah, I'm not, I'm yeah. not entirely James, sure. James, that... come with me on this. Yeah. Petrol crisps. Yeah. It it acknowledges the the scientific name. It sounds more badass. Parsley. I mean, you've got nothing to really hang your hook on there. You've got no involvement of your teeth. You've got no got no interest to it um okay i'm gonna i'm gonna say that's fine <laughs> on the basis that my suggestions are so much worse than that you enabler <laughs> that i've got no leg to stand on <laughs> okay you've just reminded me actually that um petroleum as a word uh means essence of rock yeah because petroleum used to come out of rocks it i guess that makes sense again something that i had not really thought about that's really cool okay petrol crisps it is <laughs> bless you i feel like we're going to sell a lot less parsley uh but that's probably going to be good for the environment in the long term, right? <laughs> give me your next one as well because i know you've got two sure okay uh the next one i wanted to rename time because i'm fed up of the puns <laughs> <laughs> so i looked into its proper name and it's timus vulgaris which i really love the vulgaris plant i know a lot of plants have that as uh, it just means common really but because that's come through as in our language as vulgar 
which means sort of rude and low. It's changed the meaning somewhat. So mm-hmm. rude time basically is how that reads to me. So I think we should rename it as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I can't see that causing any branding issues. I think that's going to be absolutely fine for everyone. I mean, rude time happens after the podcast normally, <laughs> but fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, we've, we record this before the watershed, kids. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, I mean, I've already said that thyme is my favourite herb and I, I'm not sure <laughs> if I say, I'm just going to fuck up this chicken. <laughs> it's not going to not gonna make people eager to eat my cooking. Well, I'm hearing a lot of criticisms and not many suggestions. <laughs> so why don't you bring something to the table, James? What have you got for me? Okay. Right, so I spoke, I spoke before <laughs> about how I like the simplicity of sort of old English names, like, you know, cowslip or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, just weird little things like that. And I was thinking, so what are herbs generally, right? Herbs, to me, are non basically non-flowering plants that smell. Can we agree on that? I would need to check an internet. <laughs> Maybe some of them flower? I don't know. Anna, I need you to yes and me with this, please. Oh, I have to yes and you, but you're yes. not going to call it petrol crisps. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I'm going to go with you. That's fine. You teach me more. So my feeling is that herbs as a set should be renamed stink weeds because that's what they are, right? They are weeds that stink. So all herbs are now <laughs> stink weeds. And I'm going to rename okay. every herb along those lines. So for example... Garlic will now be known as stink bulb. Ba- basil is now sauce weed. <laughs> thyme. Thyme is fresh weed. Oregano, pizza weed. Uh, rosemary is stink spike. And for bay leaves, uh, stink leaf. I like it. And to prove that this works, I've got a pizza sauce recipe here, <laughs> um, which I'm going to read to you in uh, an extremely rare feature that is going to be recipe corner. Okay. Here is how uh, you would make a simple pizza sauce uh, using the new names I've come up with. Mm -hmm. So you start by softening an onion and adding salt. Add stink bulb and fry. Add tomatoes and puree. Put in some stink leaf, pizza weed and sugar. Bring to the boil and simmer for 30 to 35 minutes. Season. Stir in some sauce weed. And that will keep well in the fridge for one week. There's your pizza sauce. I like the consistency. I like the coherence of this system. I think it can be expanded and that... That recipe is actually making me want a vegetables episode. But yeah, yeah, I think this idea's got legs. <laughs> thank, thank you for coming along on that journey with me at gunpoint. <laughs> <laughs> I survived. That's the important thing. We're here now. We made it through Recipe Corner alive, kids. So proud of us all. <laughs> so that's that's all we've got for you in terms of herbs. Um we will be back next week because we've decided to keep doing this weekly because we're having so much fun and everyone keeps telling us how great we are and we have such fragile egos. <laughs> so fragile. We just cannot get enough of being told how great we are. Exactly. So keep saying lovely things about our voices and keep correcting us because Lord knows we need it. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter. I am at James Hunt. I am at Boots Magoot. And you know, I never get to say Boots Magoot. She is Boots Magoot. <laughs> Well, now you did. I am Boots Magood. Is it fun to say? It is fun to say. And we are both on uh, a joint Twitter account, uh, which is YN Podcast. W- <laughs> W-I-A-N Podcast. The question that answers itself. We have we have no need to justify our existence. We just <laughs> are. And thank you so much for coming along for the ride, everyone. Yeah. Um, we'll be back next week. 
thanks for listening uh see you soon yay nice okay well i should really write a little script for the outro so that we don't fumble around in the dark every time hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince i'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.